older, the question of who am I? What am I about? What's my purpose on this planet? It actually doesn't get any easier. You kind of ask that question all the way through your life. And so it's best right at the beginning to kind of establish a bit of a framework for who we believe we are. Now, the tricky thing around some of this is so much of who we see ourselves as is based on how other people see us. So I was wondering if I could just have like a couple of people help me out. Tell you, would you mind helping? All you've got to do is hand a, ooh. All you've got to do is hold a bit of paper for me. Would you mind? I've got to have three other people. Soph, I've got to literally just hold a bit of paper. Lexi, hold a bit of paper for me. Anyone else? One more person. Yes, up you come. I literally need you to hold a bit of paper. So if um, two of you stand here and two of you stand up here closer to the back, I'm going to ask you to hold some stuff in a minute. Now, um, often what happens is some of who we are is based on how other people judge us, right? So some people will look at us and say that we're not good enough in a certain way. So I've written some things down. Oh, no, sorry. I'm going to go for a different one first. Some of the things are how we think we're supposed to be, right? So how, how people want us to appear. So um, I've written some stuff down, which I think I find in my life. So uh, if you could hold this one here. Uh, so I'm going to ask you for one in each hand. So that people think, like, I just need to be okay, right? So people go, oh, how are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what people want to hear. So we have to be someone who is okay. Maybe we feel like that we need to be someone who's happy. And even if you're having a really bad day, you think, I need to act like I'm a happy person. They need me to be happy. I can't be broken right now because I need to be happy for them. Or could you, can you hold this one? This one says lively. So maybe like, actually, you're feeling really low and you're feeling like you just need some time. But you know the people around you, your brothers, sisters, your parents, your friends at school, they need you to be on it and doing stuff. And you feel like you've got to live up to that expectation. Now, the other thing that can happen is what I said first, um, where maybe people judge you and they say that you're not enough of something. So maybe for your teachers um, or, their, or your parents, they might look at you and say, can you hold this one, that you're not doing enough. Could you just help out around the house a bit more? Could you be a bit more helpful? Could you clean that thing? Could you feed them? Or maybe you feel like you need to be what like, the te your teachers at school might say. So maybe, this isn't Sophie, but maybe, and this will be me, you're not maths clever enough. Uh, so maybe it's like, you need to get big, better, better grades. You need to think in a, in a cleverer way. You need to be smarter. You need to be on it, more on it. Again, this is not Sophie. But uh, maybe some people say that you need to be more organized. So actually, your identity becomes that you're not organized enough. And so you have all these voices speaking into who you should be, that you should be okay all of the time. Sometimes you need to be happy. You need to be lively. You need to do more. You're not doing enough. You're not organized enough. You're not clever enough. But maybe some of this as well is around how other people see you now. So I did a little game today at the office. So I got some people who know me, and I've not read any of these, so I really hope they've not written anything that's going to make me cry. Um, but I asked them to write on a piece of paper, if they could describe me in one word, what would they write? So, I'm going to open it up. Again, I'm, I can only apologise for what anyone's about to say about me. Uh, okay, so the first one, uh, you're going to hold one of these for me, is that all right? Uh, is, ah, stylish. That's a nice one. I actually wrote all these myself. <laughs> That's not true. Uh, then, there, ah, fun-loving. That's a nice thing. Uh, and then, um, wacky. 
I'm not, I'm not sure what I feel about that one. I think I knew who wrote that one, Sharon. Uh, and then passionate. Okay, so all of these things are about my identity, who I feel that I need to be or who people see me as. But then you kind of think, but what if I'm having a day where I just I feel a bit rubbish, but I feel pressure to be stylish or I feel low and I feel pressure to be fun-loving or, or actually I'm feeling a day where I feel really flat and I haven't got it in me to be passionate. And I look at all of these things pulling me into who I feel I should be. And I'm, I feel like I'm being told I need to be. But in the middle of all of this, there's who I want to be. I want to be kind. I want to be loving. I want to be faithful. I don't want to gossip. But sometimes I'm not any of those things. Sometimes I'm not kind. Sometimes I'm not nice. And you probably can all believe that. And so who does this leave me being really when I've tried to be all these things, and people see me as these things, but sometimes I don't feel any of these things. Okay, you can put these pieces of paper down. Thank you so much. Give these guys a round of applause. They held things beautifully. <laughs> Lovely. So, who are we? Some of who we are is made up of who other people say, uh, believe us to be. And so often it gets to the point of going, if these are all the things that I'm supposed to be, but I don't really feel like all of these things all the time, Am I really enough? Is who I am enough if I'm not always happy, if I don't always feel like look stylish and look the way I'm supposed to look or I'm expected to look? Am I enough in those situations? Or in reality, am I not good enough and do I not measure up? I want to read you a quick story from the Bible. So this is in uh, the book of John, chapter 6. And this is John 6, 1 to 9. <laughs> do the one-handed. da 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 that's my opening Bible music, by the way, everyone. Right, so this is John 6, verses 1 to 9. And it's a story called Jesus Feeds the 5,000. After this, Jesus crossed over the far side of the Sea of Galilee, also known as the Sea of Tiberias. A huge crowd kept following him wherever he went because they saw his miraculous signs as he healed the sick. Then Jesus climbed a hill and sat down with his disciples around him. It was nearly time for the Jewish Passover celebration. Jesus saw a huge crowd of people coming to look for him. Turning to Philip, his mate, he said, where can we buy bread for, to feed all these people? He was testing Philip, for he already knew that, what he was going to do. Philip replied, even if we work for months, we wouldn't have enough money to feed them. And then Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. He said, oh, there's a young boy here with five barley loaves and two fish. But what good is that with this huge crowd? So what Jesus does is he takes this barley bread um, and these fish and he blesses it. He prays over it. And he says to them, right, hand it out. So they begin to hand out all this food. And then once the, everyone's eaten, they go, he goes, right, here's some baskets. I don't want any waste. I don't like waste. So go and pick up all the bits that are left over. And what's left over is 12 basketfuls of food. Now that is madness. He started with two, fish, two little fish and two barley loaves, and he ends up with these 12 baskets. The significant thing about that story is that the person who gave Jesus the food was this young boy. Now, not my opinion. The people who lived at the time's opinion was that young people weren't really worth loads like children or like weren't seen as important in fact often children were seen as property oh, in that in that environment in that culture it's a different way of doing things and the bible says he had barley loaves and it was only poorer people that ate barley loaves so you've got this kid who no one really sees much value in with this bread who no one really wants to eat but jesus does something absolutely amazing with it you see the reality is 
is that Jesus did something miraculous and extraordinary. He fed the crowd. Now, Jesus didn't actually need to use the little boy at all. Like, he could have just, like, probably rustled up a Mackey's for everyone. Just even, even though Mackey's didn't exist then, like, that's how clever Jesus is. He could have done that. But he chose to use the little bit that this boy had. And he wanted this little boy to be a part of the story that he was writing in the world, even though what he felt he had wasn't loads. You see, Jesus wasn't limited by what this kid did or didn't have. And he is not limited by how you feel about yourself. Sometimes you might feel really rubbish about yourself. That does not mean that Jesus can't use you. The thing is, with Jesus, you don't have to prove you're enough. And you don't have to hide yourself to try and hide that you're not enough. Because Jesus will make you enough. I want to show you what I mean by that. You see, I don't always get it right. I say things that I shouldn't say quite a lot. I think things I shouldn't think. I get grumpy really easily. Sometimes I get mad about stuff. Like loads of me, I could look at myself and go, actually, the reality is I'm not good enough. I make mistakes all the time. So where does that leave me? John, can I please use your help? You see, if I'm always going, well, who am I? I'm just not good enough. Actually, as I say, the reality is a lot of the time I'm not good enough. But Jesus makes me enough, and I want to show you how. This could go horribly wrong. So uh, if I end up in hospital, tell Andy that I loved him. Right, uh, love. I'm not playing on dying. That's past tense. That's dark, isn't it? <laughs> right, let's hope I don't die. Right, so can you all see I've put a white line over there on the stage? If you can't, trust me, over there there's a white line. And what loads of us try to do with our lives is that we try and live in a way to live up to being enough, being someone that's worthy of love, worthy of praise, someone that we're proud to be. And so we spend our lives like striving to get over there. You ready? Uh-huh. Like this. But the reality is that we have stuff that holds us back, right? We get like, ah, we get like super grumpy. We shout at our parents. We're messy. We forget things. And we feel really sad loads of the time. We are not enough, and we can't get to enough because ultimately we're broken people. But here's the deal. When you say yes to Jesus, Jesus kind of tops you up. He makes you enough. You see, right before I knew Jesus, I was someone who wasn't enough. But I said yes to Jesus, and he said, let me help you be what you can't be on your own. And so then what happens is that I live as someone who is enough, and sometimes... I spring back to the person who I used to be before I knew Jesus. So sometimes I run towards being selfish. But I know Jesus has got me covered, so I spring right back. Sometimes I run towards being someone who gets really angry. But when I do that, I know that Jesus is going to pull me back because he's got me covered. Thank you, John. Well done. Are you okay? You were going to let go, loser. Right. You can sit down. Round of applause for John for not letting me go. I'd have landed in the Christmas tree and that would have been really mean. Um, And so when we get into a relationship with Jesus, when we say yes to Jesus, go, do you know what? I'm not enough. Every day I get stuff wrong. Every single day I make mistakes. But just like Jesus took that little lunch that wasn't enough and did something miraculous with it, that's what he does with me. And that's what he can do with you. And sometimes I will run towards the things that I know I shouldn't be doing. But I know that Jesus has got me covered. 
And I'll spring back to my identity being in him. You see, at some point or another, we ask ourselves the question, who am I? And the answer is that in Jesus, you are enough. He has got you covered. And that means you don't have to prove that you're enough to anybody else. You don't have to hide that you're not enough. Because with Jesus, you are enough. 